Welcome back, everyone, to Phil's Recap and Review, The Walking Dead, Season 7, Episode 4, Service. And here I am tonight to talk about The Walking Dead, but I'm not alone. I have with me a good friend back in the podcast almost five months to the day of the last time David was on here for the Back to the Future podcast. We have with us The Walking David tonight is back, everybody. Yeah. Welcome to Walking David. And if you guys want to reach us, we have a voicemail line that you can that you can call and leave us a voicemail at 781-990-8509. And that's 781-990-8509. You can also call in at... At what's the number? 315-948-8237. You can email us or you can jump in and talk with the best people, the awesome people, the motherfucking greatest, the motherfucking chat. We got Timo, Wolf Gaming, Walter White, Demon, Anthony, Sam, Critch, Al Red Sox fan, Walter White, Richie A. Oh, fucking A. We got so many one of our so many wonderful friends in the live chat right now to talk about this episode of The Walking Dead. I can say right off the bat, we're living living easy, speezy, drinking wheezy. I don't know. This was my favorite episode of the season, though. On the season I've been up and down with, it doesn't mean I don't have my issues with the episode, and we're going to get into my nitpicky issues when we get all into this, but this is definitely my favorite episode of the season so far, but I'm really excited to have David here. But So since we have David here, you haven't really got a chance to talk about the season so far. What are your thoughts just in general on this season so far, David? Um... Well, how about that premiere? Um, but uh, that was pretty gruesome for no reason. But I don't know. I, I would say this. I think that the casting of Negan was a good choice, although I think they're going a little over the top. I think they've gotten their point across. This guy says catchphrases. It doesn't translate as well to TV from the comic books. No. Uh, because a guy just going like little piggy let me in mm. you're like okay that definitely reads cooler than it does you know like because in the comic he's he's huge as shit and like if they had cast jeffrey dean morgan when he was like the size he was as the comedian in the watchman i would have loved it i think every bit of it would have been perfect yeah uh, he's so skinny it's just like having a hipster just go like let me in david to me it's the smiles and it's the way he just has that shit-eating grin i don't think it translates wa- well from menacing at all and it comes across very like nah, 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 boo, boo. hey david me, me, me. i got your shit rick grimes and i'm you're gonna fuck <laughs> you and you're gonna like it you little bitch oh you like it don't you rick grimes i'm gonna fuck it i mean there were some good one-liners i think Jeffrey D. Yeah. Morgan is doing good on the one-liners. It's the monologues that get kind of uh, too much after a while. But like one-liners, like as I'm scurrying for the the micro for the uh, audio here, one-liners like this right here was was perfect. This was a this was a perfect moment. In case you haven't caught on, I just slid my dick down your throat, and you thanked me for. Like he like that was a decent line. My own, my biggest problem with this episode, and I think this season as a whole, is I think they have some good stuff, but just how they're pacing it all out is wonky sometimes. And I think the same thing can be said about this episode. We didn't need an hour of Negan monologuing and then a half an hour of the good stuff. The end of this episode, the end part of this episode, after Negan left, when Rick was dealing with the emotional shit and having to deal with that stuff and reflection, the scene with him and Spencer, the stuff with everything that was going 
going on with Rick in this episode was great. It could have just been an hour episode with a half an hour of Negan monologuing and having fun and dancing around scenery and eating, chewing stuff up. We didn't need a whole hour of it. It didn't need to be a 90-minute episode. That's my complainy, whiny, bitchy thing about this episode. No, I mean, I, I agree with you in the sense that that that's what I mean by doing it a little too much sometimes. Because, listen, there's nothing wrong with the guy being a little cheesy and, you know, just kind of going up there, you know, saying the one-liners to Rick and leaning in his ear and just going... I'm just going to fuck you in the face <laughs> yeah, or it's, whatever, you know, like that, that's fine. It's just a too I, much. That, that, yeah. It's, it's too much, uh, consistently too much in the same episode. Like if you spread all of that out from this episode over the course of the season, you'd be like, this is a really good villain. Cause every now and then he throws a nice jab in there. Uh, he's personable. He's got a nice smile, but also shit eating grin, you know, it would be enough. But in every episode, he's just like, I don't think you get it yet, Rick. I just own fucking everything. Hey, you know that bubble gum you're chewing, Rick? Take it out of your mouth. Put it in my mouth, Rick. You know, and I want to chew that gum. And you know that comic that came off that pizza bazooka? That's mine, too. Give it over here, yeah. motherfucker. I want that, too. I'm, hey, Rick, if you don't give me what I want... I'm going to kill this side character that nobody gives two shits about. Remember? Remember we cared about her in an episode? What? I'm going to jump into the live chat really quick to get some fucking people's thoughts. Atari Dad says, Phil, did I see this SNL sketch with Dave Chappelle and Negan? Oh, it's yeah. fucking amazing. But if you haven't seen it, I highly suggest you shut off this podcast now and come back in five minutes and watch it. It's fucking hilarious. That's all we'll talk about that right now. But go check it out. Watch it. It's awesome. Uh, I can't see any good in Dwight. Someone say, I don't give a fuck and kill him no matter what happens. Yeah, they had plenty of opportunities to kill, shoot Negan in the back of the head today. Walking Dead needs to take notes from Game of Thrones. Two film crews and mix up the episodes says Duke Chronic. Uh, uh, Caitlin says, I really don't feel like Negan talked that much this episode. Come on! The whole first half of this episode... <laughs> It was like it was like a complete monologue. It was like one of those points, just a character, like a long Shakespearean Negan, and he's just popping up over Rick's shoulder. He disappears, and then his head just comes up. Oh, Rick, how's it going? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> See, here's the thing: is that Negan talked more in the last four episodes than Rosita has in the last four seasons. Like she's like or three seasons, he's talked more than half of the of the cast. Michonne definitely. Michonne didn't even say words until like eight episodes in. Um, we were just like all like looking at how badass she was from a distance. Like, man, that's a sharp sword. And then she just goes like, "I'm hungry," and that was her introduction to the show. But like Negan, he he just I'm telling you, like you said, he just monologues constantly, and it, the monologue is the same monologue in different locations. Yeah, that's what bothers me. I love it's just like. Just to talk about some of the things I love, I love that at the beginning of the episode, and we'll get to it, we'll get to all the good stuff, I love how, and I, and that's the thing that really fucks me with it all, because I think it's giving us too much of a good thing. I really love fucking cherry slushies, but if I ate cherry slushies every single day, I would not like cherry slushies anymore. We're getting too much of that, too much of a good thing with Negan. I think you said it perfectly a second ago, David, if you sparsed it out a little bit better, a little bit momentary, have these, have these moments come through these weird perspectives maybe of, of Rick seeing it in a weird way because he's been changed from what Negan did to him or just doing it maybe taking it a little bit more seriously but it's just it's comical not in the good way sometimes
sometimes. And I think it's taking away from some of the awesome things that are going on in this episode. And I think this episode's a, a really awesome. I, I, I have to say off the bat, I've complained a little bit about Negan here at the beginning, but it's just there's a lot of it. And, and if you're not yeah. feeling it, if you are feeling Negan, you, I could see it being, oh, this is awesome. You're getting so much of this great thing that you're loving. It's like getting so much Tyrion on Game of Thrones. You're like, oh, I just love it. He's fucking amazing. If you're feeling Jeffrey D. Morgan playing playing him, but like Walter White's in the chat, they're overusing him. But if, if I have a little bit of a problem with it, they just keep shoving him down there. And I think it's just a little bit too much right away. I think it will meld down a little bit eventually. But everything else going on in this episode, I just want to be clear. Everything with Rick and everything in the end part of this episode, I fucking love. Even Spencer was in my favorite scene in the episode. And and we'll get onto it. Let me jump into the live motherfucking chat for a second. Rosita had some good action tonight. Best I've seen from her in a long time, says Demon. We got Amy in the live chat, too. Negan is a fucking talkative guy, but full of confidence, says ZZ. So who's what's the consensus on this week's Walking Dead? I, I say it's the best one of the season, for whatever that's worth. I love Negan, says Al, Red Sox fan. Where can I stream this episode? Uh, there's plenty of sites. If you, if you Google do a simple Google or check out on Reddit, you'll probably find many, many streams for it. Why was it 90 minutes? KLC, as always, great points because you agree with me. Why was it 90 minutes? KLC, <laughs> I love it. <laughs> Everyone has great points where they agree with me, David. Uh, Spencer's a dick and will betray... Uh, betray betray rick oh uh david i I don't know if uh maybe david later in the episode will uh will 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 search in his house and find some uh maybe rick will be there at one part later in the episode people in the live chat oh shit okay don't talk it's like dr jekyll and mr hyde you don't have to provoke david too much to (laughs) to get the voices to come out fuck man you don't it doesn't anybody but me i'm happy with being (laughs) um but uh See, here's the thing, like the Negan thing that we're talking about, just to continue on it, mm-hmm. just for a second, No, the- is, like, you know, uh, what was it? Whoa, where'd you go? Oh, no, I'm here. Um, I'm here. I have, okay. no te- I have no technical difficulty, side. <laughs> okay, fair enough. Um, well, you know, like those guys that Daryl blew up, like in the middle of the road, some of Negan's guys, um, see, they were kind of the thing that I hate about Negan. They, they are kind of like, that like the id of his personality where he's just going like this, you know, well, it ain't yours. You know, your truck, the mints in your truck, the little magazines under your seat, the toothpick in your mouth, your back left molar, your, your bangs. So uh, basically you know, Dwight, what else can I, what else can I fucking name in the next six minutes? That that's ours. It's like and you you and, and you little girl. Listen, little girl. What, what what do you get? You better not look at me like that, little girl. Yeah. And what does this gender do? I'm like, shut the fuck up with that. Like I'm, I. I <laughs> your monologues about Negan's monologues are just as bad. <laughs> love Thanks love you too. Funny. Yeah, love you too, lady screen. <laughs> not a Timo. Uh, December fifteenth. There might be no more technical difficulties. But yeah, David, continue. Sorry. No, I think I think I proved my point with Caitlin's comment. Uh, <laughs> it's just, I, uh, <laughs> but that that's just what I mean. You get what I mean. It's just a little too much. If they dialed it back just a tad, maybe they will. Maybe each episode they're going to do it a little bit less and less as Negan and Rick kind of. I guess develop a relationship. Mm-hmm. I hesitate to say that, but you know no, what I mean. Like I, establish more of a kinship. Because they are forced to. No, and I and I think 
Negan seems to me like the type of character that we're gonna eventually see a human side to him. We're gonna see that this seems at least show version of him. I I don't know much of the comics past uh, past the hundredth issue when he shows up, so I, I'm not talking from anything I really know. I'm just saying that I get a feeling that we we gotta come to a point where we see that some of the it just seems too put on that behind this all we're gonna meet him. He's gonna be sipping tea to Earl. Give me some Earl Grey tea and sipping tea, or just have some other alt, alternate personality or something going going on because this is two one note. They can't keep this up. How can they keep this up for too much longer? I, I just don't don't see it without him, unless his comeuppance is going to happen very, very soon. I guess it could probably happen at the end of this season. Like, by the end of this half a season, it's good, Rick is going to have enough and have some sort of plan um, meeting up with Carol or meeting up with Morgan and combining to all with Hilltop and with fucking all of them gathering together to kind of be like, fuck Negan and we need to fucking try to stop him. But, and Eugene's going to build all these bullets and they're going to somehow find a big stash of guns somewhere. Or so, some shit's going to happen. Get a tank, find the governor's tank. Mm-hmm. I would, uh, Sunny, yeah. Oh, sorry. Sunny day in the chat says, I would love Negan more if you would have fucked up that creeper pedo, pedo dude. They, uh, they'd be stupid to kill off Negan. The show's going to make Negan into Jamie fucking Lannister. Anyone else get a feeling that Negan gives no fucks at seeing how over the top he can be? Like he's straight up fucking with people just to see how much shit it takes them to snap. I definitely think that, Corey. I think he gets off on that more than anything else. <laughs> yeah, well, I mean, that, that's undeniable. I mean, he just likes seeing somebody who, like you said, it, it, it's, the, it's the nerd getting to bully the bully. You know what I mean? Like, uh, and even then, I mean, Negan's, uh, I guess, East uh, Side crew, the one that had like the girl who was like a redhead and she's like, oh, little bird or like whatever yeah, that yeah. woman. The, the, the girl was. that was in The Sopranos um, as D-Girl in the episode with Christopher Maltesanti. Yeah, I, I don't know her <laughs> name, but that, that's, yeah. Yeah, that's the actress I know you're talking about. I thought they were going to have her be like a lot bigger character, not this little like one and uh, or I guess one and a half and done. But <laughs> uh, fair enough. I guess she had a busy schedule. But. Um, what, what was I saying? Um, oh, yeah. It's like the bully picking on the bully in the sense that, you know, he, a guy gets to rise up to power and then pick on somebody who was in an immense uh, leadership role. And then therefore looks like, you know, I'm the guy who conquers the guy who conquers. You know mm. what I mean? Yeah. I, think, I, I made the guy laugh who makes a thousand people laugh. And I think that's why he gets off on attacking Rick, especially now he sees the bearded Rick. He understands that Rick's special. He keeps saying that, Rick, you're special. You have something, you have that little extra something special I want. A couple people in the live chat were asking about Joe. Joe works every other week, so every other week of The Walking Dead, I'll either be alone or have David or maybe some other guests on. So Joe will be back next week. Excuse me. And he's also going to leave a voicemail when he watches the episode. So one way or another, we will get a Joe rant about the episode. <laughs> so, so yes, we fucking, what, what's the fucking Rosita fucking doing there? Fuck that. <laughs> and what's that fucking Carl? So we give that fucking guy a haircut. He's fucking getting Negan's face. You fucking stupid fucking piece of shit. If I, but, yeah. If I'm, I was fucking Rosita, I would have smacked Spencer right in the fucking mouth. That's what I would have. You know what? I don't fucking give a shit about him. No, I'm fucking give a shit about the Spencer fucking asshole. Fuck him. Fuck his ass. I'm going to punch him in the balls and fucking kick his dick in. So yeah, there, there we go. Shut up, shut up, Joe. So I think it's about time. Shut the fuck up. Shut Joe. the fuck up, Joe. Let's get into it. It's about time. Let's get into our recap of the episode. 
<laughs> Why doesn't Joe just kill his boss? That's his answer to everything. <laughs> oh, oh I'm sorry. Wait, fucking salary. Yeah. Shut the fuck up, Joe. <laughs> there we go. Uh, see, Joe gets it even when he's not here. I was trying to get. I was trying to get to a quick, uh, quick Joe, quick Joe rant. Spencer's a red Joe. Oh, we got King J Uno. Carl is a terrible actor. Crazy Turban is Rick would have fucked up Negan. Crazy Phil. Spencer's a red shirt. Ramsey is sincere. Negan. Oh, we got the Ramsey Negan discussion going on. Our Red Sox fan. Uh, loving Negan right now. I wish I had cable so I could know what's going on, even through, even though it might be shite, says Eli. So let's get into our recap of this particular episode of The Walking Dead. So we open up to Michonne and Rick in bed on opposite sides of the bed. Michonne looks over, breathes deeply, as I do when I see David on the other side of the podcast. I'm like, ah. Look at the look at that sleepy Rick Grimes. He's a, he's he's such a deep sleeper. And uh and at first I read it as she gave him a look like I'm with this fucking loser. I'm with this little piece of shit loser, but no, she's making sure he was asleep. And she gets up and she grabs her sword. At the beginning of this episode and throughout, I think this episode did an excellent job with music of not using it and kicking it in at certain times. The whole beginning part of this episode up until I don't think we get full on music till the very end of it is almost silent. And uh, she looks in the fireplace. She grabs out her little sniper rifle and she uh, she puts her shits back. She collects all her shit. And she heads out and uh, she heads outside. But Rick sees it all and he's not happy. So we cut to Michonne walking in the field. It's a great shot, great visual shot of her. Still no music, creating an interesting feel where the only sound is the wind and the distant walkers. She looks about and uh, she cocks her gun. A couple of just great shots of a card. And then we cut up to, to Rick waking up with Judith saying good morning to his girl. Oh, you know, since he's saying good morning to Judith, we didn't talk about the biggest straight up reveal of this episode, I guess. The whole, uh, I mean, I guess we can get to it at the end, but Rick basically admitting finally, finally the truth that Rick, knew it. that Shane is Judith's, Judith's dad. I, I swear, I'm not even kidding. I know exactly when that was figured out. Uh, I think some people who, who really love the show, they also probably think the same thing. It was right after he got off the phone, right? With his, you know, when he was hallucinating and going through all that shit after Lori uh, died uh, and he comes out, he's wearing like a blue shirt and he asks Herschel for the baby and he literally holds it like this. And it just looks like he has this look on his face. Like, like I feel nothing for this baby. You know what I mean? Like, like I'm supposed to, but I just don't feel a connection with this baby. And I think it's because that's when he knew yeah. uh, for sure that it wasn't his. He gave the baby bad lunch face. He's like, ugh. What's this it thing? Was, uh, this yogurt's expired. <laughs> Did I just eat this yogurt? Gross. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, I don't know why. Oh my Did goodness. I just eat this yogurt? Gross. <laughs> Patricia, one of the best parts. I I think everyone knew Judith wasn't his daddy. Who's the baby's daddy? Shade. Who is that? The uh, whole group. Spencer, please kill Spencer. Hi, guys. We got Lola in the chat. I just watched this shit. Good Lord Negan is a talker. Shut up already. Same David says Terra Chad. The Punisher is the the Punisher is the baby's daddy. Yeah. <laughs> Fucking Frank Castle's the baby's daddy. So okay, so I'm a better father than you, Rick. 
I'm better for Lori than you, man. <laughs> oh, I, I'm sorry, David. I wish I could do a Rick right back at you right there. Um, I was just about to do my Rick as Batman. Oh, I'm the, I'm the hero this town needs, David. Oh, God. You want my children, my children to call you daddy? Is that what you want? That life won't be worth a damn. I know you. You won't be able to live with this. I was gonna ask. I was gonna ask you to do that line from uh, Casablanca's Rick Grimes. Uh, maybe not today. Maybe not today. Not tomorrow. But soon you're gonna regret it. It's gonna happen. Listen, they're gonna get in. So Rick, Sorry. Rick, no, no, Rick. Th th this is Doctor. This is Doctor Phil. Uh, and then we, we need to talk to you. How do you feel that you no now know that the baby is not yours? That Judith's not yours. How does that make you feel about Shane and and uh, and and whatever the hell your ex-wife, your horrible ex-wife's name was? I don't. I Lori. I just keep wondering. You know who in our family has blonde hair? That's what I keep wondering. I just go like, when's this kid going to start looking like Shane? <laughs> Doesn't look like me or Shane. <laughs> Shane was That's a better. I keep wondering. Patrice says Shane was a better mother than Lori. What do, what do you think about that, Shane? Do you think you're a better mother than Lori? I'm a better mother than you, Lori. <laughs> I'm better for Carl than you, lady. Because I'm a better, I'm a better woman than you, Lori. <laughs> Thank you, th thank you, Shane. Thank you, Shane and and Rick. We might get back to you guys later. But uh, but yeah. bring Dave, bring David, bring David, bring David back. Bring David back. Oh, Carl, you're my father. <laughs> Anyways, uh, Corey Mitchell, Corey Mitchell is gonna end our recap show right here, David. Recap: Negan shows up, unzips his pants, spends ninety minutes twirling his dick, saying, "Look at what!" Yelling, "Look what I can do!" Oh, Dale's the father. <laughs> Dale is the father. Okay, so we cut to Rick waking up Judith saying good morning, playing with his daughter. He's He plays with his daughter. Listen, look at how cute he is. He's like, oh, baby. And then then we see the gate. We go over to the gate, and Rosita comes in with Spencer, and uh, they're asking to open the gate to uh, to Eugene, who's sitting there. And we, we finally get to see Eugene again, and... Eugene, he just kills it. This, this actor, Terry McDormand, or whatever, whatever the hell his name is, and every scene he gets a chance to play this character, he kills it. He blows it out of the water. Adds so much comic comic relief. I don't know. I guess this is an example of the show. I, I want to say, oh, I wish he was in it more, but I think they use him the exact right amount of time because every time I see him, I'm excited to see Eugene. Uh, what do you think, David? I, I agree. For some weird reason, I thought, honestly, when they introduced Eugene, just the fact that he, uh, just the way he carried himself in that weird haircut, I thought I was just going to be like, I can't get on board with this. But <laughs> he's actually had quite an interesting kind of character arc, and what they're doing with him is really interesting, and how they're making him useful, and how he's becoming more useful as time goes on. And yeah. even Rick realizes that. Even Rick, in the end of season six, he's like, thank you for this. You know, like, when he gives him like the recipe, I guess, for making bullets. I like how he said, like, it ain't what it ain't gazpacho or something like that. And <laughs> he's like, bullet making 101. Like it's that it's that simple. You can write it down and someone can just read it and go, Yep, I'm gonna make those. Just an, yeah. yeah, just an easy, easy get the smelt ready. 
Yeah, I made some brownies yesterday. I can make some bullets today. You know, it's it's just it's easy. I'd love to. Carol's gonna be really good at it eventually. She's gonna be baking bullets all over the place. So, <laughs> oh, I didn't think about that. She might. So we get to the the front gate, and Rosita and Spencer have a lot of heavy lifting in this episode, and this starts out their adventure for the episode. As uh, they let me out. Open the gate. And to see if we can find anything for when they come. You want to help? I want to get to the Eugene audio player line because I didn't write it down good. I don't believe I'd Here we be go. up to that. Yeah, sounds about right. Yeah, sounds about right, you fucking lazy fucker. I'm repairing this portable audio system for them. We'll have a perfectly respectable <laughs> music player when they arrive. <laughs> I'm dealing with certainties and I'm doing my part to give them what they want. It's like they're all, everyone else is in The Walking Dead. He's in Raising Arizona. He's Nicolas Cage's <laughs> character in Raising Arizona. Listen, ha, ha, I, got, I don't know what you're talking about, ha, I'm going up here. Like, he's in a different television show, a different <laughs> universe than everybody else, and it's fucking amazing. And that's he, what I, he, yeah, it's just, per, it's just amazing, David. Yeah, he's like stepped out of Ice Road Truckers into <laughs> The Walking Dead. <laughs> He's that guy. He's that guy driving the car when you would be a, when I'm tagging along in the storm storm hunters adventures. And you're going, yeah, motherfucker, yeah, we're driving right into that tornado. Yeah. He's, he's like Dusty from the movie Twister, he, like Philip Seymour Hoffman's uh, Dusty from the movie Twister. He's like, I'm trying to make them a radio so that they will leave us alone. I, I think they will like to listen to the radio because that is what I would do if I were them. So Rosita and Spencer are going out to find some stuff for Negan's guys, and uh, and uh, Eugene can't go because he's uh, fixing some uh, fixing an audio system. And then we get the start of our Negan for the episode, and he shows up at the front door, and uh, the cars the cars pull up. We hear the whistling, and uh, Omar is coming. Dun, 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 dun. <laughs> little pig, little pig. Let me in. <laughs> Classic line. Um, okay, so so and he does. He gets real upset when Spencer doesn't know who he is. And I, I want to like this guy. I want to like because I love the actor. I love the line. I love the attitude of what's going on in there in this moment. I like what's trying to be conveyed. The cocky cockiness, the insecurity. I guess I need to start looking at it in a different way. If I'm looking at him as a big fucking baby that is so fragile that needs to constantly be blowing up his ego because he has to talk all the time and showing how he's has his own. Ins- insecurity his own fucked up mind and fucking taking that all out on everyone around him and he's using that as a springboard for his charisma and shit then i mean i get i guess i'm i need to do that myself because what i'm seeing so far is i don't get the backstory someone said in the live chat they never really give a backstory to him they've they've said that maybe he was a used car salesman so he's supposed to be just like dirt of the earth so i don't know i i'm trying i need to i need to for me for me to be interested in him i need to at least fake intention and emotion and and something deeper within this thing that he's doing rather than just playing the game because that because for whatever reason that's not coming across with me and that doesn't mean they couldn't have done that but what the actor's doing it's coming off i said this a second ago it's coming off to me like a facade like he's putting something on and and i don't know if that's an acting choice 
and something's fucked up there, or it's just Negan himself telling me something that's going to be disclosed later. I don't know if any of that makes sense, David. Yeah, well, what I I think the interesting thing about Negan's character is if you notice, anytime he is around, obviously, his crewmates, he has this really over-the-top, you know, just like, let me in, and oh, I'm going to eat your breakfast, Rick. Yeah, you know, but then, you know, when Rick and him are by themselves in the pantry and nobody else is around and they're like, you know, about to kiss in that one scene, um, you know, he, Rick is able to kind of give him a little bit of, you know, throwback, you know what I mean? Like, you know, what do you want me to say? That kind of thing. And see, here's the thing in front of his men, Negan probably never would have allowed that. But I think even Rick knows that when he's not around his men and they're just one-on-one that they're, they're kind of equal, you know what? They can kind of have a banter back and forth. And if he's around Um, his men, he's his cuck little bitch. A couple of people are saying that in the live chat, but ultimately that we could just go through this episode and we can go through it over and over again. But the subtitle of this episode could be Rick is Negan's cuck bitch. (laughs) I fucking hate the use of the word cuck when it's not properly used. Uh, just he's a cuck because it's fun to call people that. No, no, no. Uh, no, I mean it in the sense straight up that he's having him carry his dick around. He's he's oh, embarrassing. Okay. He's embarrassing him. He's emasculating him in front of his his woman, his people, and showing him and making him like it and making him do that. He's turning him literally, not just in the way of embarrassing him directly. He's literally turning him into a cuck, into a into his slave into his bitch making him call him by a different name all the all the signs all the ways of manipulating him and owning him in an s&m kind of relationship yeah, is like happening right there what was that like a gimp like a gimp yeah exactly like a gimp he's he's basically turning him into into that i think i think in this case i agree with you it, that is an overused term in some ways but in this way i think it's very accurate to what he's doing it in the point where we, i have it in one of the one of the quotes I'll, I'll, let me play it right now to what rick says to michonne in uh in this in, in this what what number is it? it he basically says to her uh he made me hold it <laughs> You shouldn't laugh at that. No, it's fucking hilarious. You should. Oh, it's just funny when you said it. Just like I, I didn't burst out laughing when he fucking said it. He like, said he says it like Forrest Gump to Janay. Made me hold he it. He made me hold it. I'm pretty tired. I'm gonna go get him this gun now. I, I'm sorry. I'm sorry, Jenny. I need. You're making me laugh, David. Uh, K- Caitlin says uh, they're doing Negan's backstory in the comics pretty soon. And Kyle's fucking tricks. It's uh, B- BDSM means uh, t- tied up or bit or something, bitch. Uh, no, that was hilarious. When Negan shows up, uh, that that tape of Rick, ouch. Again, very easy to understand for me. You have to understand Negan must show his crew that they have made the correct choice by following him. Uh, Purple just started using cuck like that all the time. Negan doesn't deserve a spot in the basement laughing my asshole ass off. Oh, yeah. KLC's with you, David. Hates the overuse of the word cuck. And uh, Dave Chappelle is sexier than Negan. There's a lot of love for Terry for uh, Dave Chappelle playing uh, Negan in that Saturday Night Live skit. We were talking about that earlier. (laughs) The only reason, like I was saying, just on the cuck thing, it's sort of like, you know, you see people on the internet now, they just go like, David's wearing a fucking black shirt, fucking cuck. Yeah. You're like, 
Okay. Like, I don't understand. Well, uh, if I said to Dave, listen, David, so listen, David, uh, you're going to wear a red shirt tonight on the podcast just to show that, yeah. show that, show that I own your ass, motherfucker. That's mm-hmm. what you're going to do. You're going to fucking do that, David. See, I can't even do it. I can't even come off like that naturally. Come on, little piggy. Let me inside your... You got to use nursery rhymes. That's what really fucks with people. Like, Negan walks in like Andrew Dice Clay and his first stand-up special just going... Hickory Dickory Dock. It's funny. We both went to the Hickory Dickory... Little Miss Muffet sat on a tuffet. Tuffet. Knock, knock, knock. Let me in. Along came a spider, clawed up and spider said, oh. My, my favorite one of all of the Dice's jokes like that is the little boy blue. Little boy blue, he needed the money. Oh. That's my favorite one of all of uh, all of those horrible nursery rhymes. But I do prefer the two live crew dirty nursery rhymes song to the Andrew Dice Clay dirty nursery rhymes. You want a little treat. Uh Google YouTube that two live crew dirty nursery rhymes. It's it's very funny. Anyways, so uh, so we cut. To, let's where are we? So we cut to Rick waking up Michonne. We see the little piggies. Negan and Spencer talk. Spencer doesn't know who Negan is. Negan gets pissed off. He's like, "Don't you know who I am? I'm the one that killed everybody. I'm awesome. I'm awesome. You don't know who I am. I'm the star of this show now. I'm the greatest of all time. All time," says Negan. And and then Rick comes out looking all passive, and Negan's like, hey, "You better you better open the door. You don't want to. Uh, you, everyone look at my ass. Look how hot I look. I'm Negan. Look look at me." See, yeah, see that's what I'm saying, man. It's just it's so over the top around his guys, and the way that if they're gonna ever make him personable, one they need to show how he originally got a group together, even if it was like five or ten people um, back when he was probably something like what Rick is. And back when he started implementing his rules and, you know, starting to manipulate people, because (laughs) honestly, it's going to drive me nuts. Just assuming like, yep, this guy has all of this stuff. No explanation needed, (laughs) you know, because here's the thing. This entire show has been an explanation as to what Rick and his group like have, like everything that they've been working so hard for has been established over the last six and a half, seven seasons. And Negan just shows up and goes, Fuck it, man. Season seven. I've been doing this shit for as long as you have. Give me give me half your shit. I want it all, give motherfucker. That's like if Rick just didn't exist and it was the show was about Negan and Rick just shows up just going, give me half your stuff. I've been living about a mile down the road. I just need half your stuff or I'm just going to, you know, I'm just going to have to take out one of you. That's just the rules. <laughs> you know, like. You're like, what the fuck? Fuck you. Who the hell is this? (laughs) And it's all about perspective, too, what you're saying. Like, because we spent so much time with with Rick and all of us seeing Negan just come in here and hijack the show. It's like Poochie coming in on Itchy and Scratchy all of a sudden. It's just like, it just just sticks out. Negan is is very Poochie right now. Tara Chan and now Red Sox fan. Have a very good night, guys. Love you guys. Uh, Do you think uh, Negan was was an ice cream, uh, ice cream? Uh, salesman Negan is smart as fuck he didn't want Rose he didn't want Rosita he wanted he went for Maggie that's a clever guy do you think Negan's a big BB BB King fan Lucille anyone uh, BB King's guitar was named Lucille I that might be something that comes up later where you see him listening to some BB King and he named his bad after after Lucille that's a uh, that's a good good call out there Negan also cheated on his wife when she was dying of cancer says KFC uh 
Corey Mitchell says the Negan has no equals the Sunday. The Negan is going to smack that piece of garbage. Stone Cold keeps Steve Austin. That Negan has no equal. That's this Sunday. That Negan's going to smack that piece of shit. Stone Cold Austin right in the dick. Oh, dude. I just thought of something awesome that they should totally do to make Rick like a badass. Do it. If he ever gets to kill Negan, you know what? He should just like have him on his knees. Right. And just be like this. See this? This is Negan. And it is thirsty. <laughs> Lucille. You know what I mean? Like he names his gun like after Negan. Like that's maybe what Lucille like Lucille, like why it got its name. Uh you know, uh I think that would be great. It's just just to give it some of his shit back because I think Rick hearing all of this stuff, if he ever does get his redemption story. He's going to lay it down some epic one-liners. Oh, oh, when he finally gets a chance to get at this guy, it's it's oh. going to be it's going to be that I mean that's to me they have to be wanting to make me hate this guy. I I can't imagine them at first I thought they were going to try to make me like Negan cuz in my limited stuff I've read in the comic books I like him. I think he's funny. I laugh at his jokes. I he's charismatic as fuck coming off the book. On the screen I'm like I'm I'm like this guy's annoying. He doesn't make sense. There's no there's no foundation for anything and it's just it comes off kind of kooky. So hopefully I don't know. I I hope that I hope that changes and maybe it's just so I hate him so much that when he eventually does get taken down by Rick and Daryl cutting him to pieces with a saw with that hatchet chop, chopping him up taking turns. Uh, an axe. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. An axe. No, no, no. I know. And I know. I'm sorry. An axe. That that gun should I, be there. I did like that. I don't know why. I really do like it when he was like, you know, leaning up to him in the premiere, just going, yeah, sure. And that's the Simon. And, what that, do you have? and that's the you thing, know, David. I can tell why he got the part because there's these moments, again, single line deliveries or when he takes his time the right way or gets the right cadence on it where it definitely works. I think he could be a great Negan. I just don't think he's being direct. I don't know. I'm getting weird on it, but getting directed in the right way and getting the right takes on the way he's saying the lines. It's, he's just, ha, 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 like he, he just should be having even more being even more fun. If he's going to go there, go all the way, if, you, if go full crazy, go full captain caveman, go, go Loki from the Marvel movies, like eat it up, <laughs> go eat it up, go Kirk, Go fucking Shatner on his ass here. Like, like, do it up. It's don't try to keep a foundation. I don't know. It seems like he's trying to do two things at once, and it's not quite working. It's just gonna be the me bitching about Negan Hour. But that, but we—that's what this episode was. This episode was a lot of good stuff with Negan monologuing every once in a while and messing with it. It's like this stuff. Good stuff's going on. Oh, good stuff's going on. Negan, good stuff's going on over here. Negan's like, hey guys, what's going on over here? <laughs> Are you guys having fun? If you're having fun, remember me. Yeah, remember me. I'm here, and maybe that's what, again. Maybe that's what they're trying to do, and it's a huge success. And fuck on me, uh, but it's it is starting to get to be like that, and and that that that's fun. I'm I had a lot more fun with this episode in the last episode than I. Yeah, no, I, no, I've had a fun with every episode in the season, but episode two. Episode two is the only episode I did not enjoy. But the but uh, but the. But yeah, uh, but this is probably my favorite of the season. Yeah, so so far, I think the reason I, I like this episode so much is I like um, when we didn't get to see what was in a character's head episodes ago, like Rick, um, 
we got to see a little bit. We got to see his eyes. And people kept mentioning that, that oh, the so premiere kept focusing on his eyes because they were sort of saying like, you know, the eyes are the window to the soul. And we're supposed to be seeing how broken Rick is. And we can see it in his eyes. Like he's just completely lost. Now in this episode, we get to see Rick like a, almost a week later, not quite a week later, but after he's had time to process some of this and you can see how traumatized he is about certain things, how he, he kind of not, I hate this word, but to get sort of triggered by certain things. Uh, you know, like when Negan kind of lunges at him, like steps at him really fast, Rick kind of like, he looks down, you know what I mean? Like yeah. kind of like slumps away like a dog that's about to get slapped on the nose. And, uh, or like when the cool kids in school, when, when you're like a young, a freshman in school and then the, and then the, the pot, the big kids, the seniors walk by the tough kids walk by and they're just like, are you talking, looking at me or you bump into someone? Are you looking at my girlfriend? And, uh, uh, yeah. Not looking at your girlfriend. Oh, we got talk in the live chat. Negan is a D bag friend who is bigger than you. Always wants to hang out and gets drunk, threatens to beat you up and gets you arrested. <laughs> Fuck episode two. I'm going to try to act like that episode didn't exist. Uh, I don't think people are giving Negan enough credit for single-handedly solving Alexandra's bed bug problem. <laughs> <laughs> I will say, I will say, I laughed out loud in this episode at one point when he sends Olivia out and they included in the show him just going, is it, it surely hasn't gotten just past you that you have a fat lady running the the food <laughs> like, like running the, the food stock he's like that's that's a mistake or something like that and i just laughed out loud because he called her fat like yeah. that means that this actress has to see this episode every time and hear jeffrey d morgan go you're fat <laughs> i don't know Ka Ka i thought that was pretty good carl fucking chickens fucking chicken says uh jdm is killing it i think and i know some people are really feeling it and i and i know and i do appreciate that so okay so we, we come back from our commercial and then we get this What's really weird, uh, and I don't know if anyone else noticed it. I mean, everyone noticed it, but I don't know if it was weird for everybody else. But we come back in with Negan, and it's as he's walking through Alexandria. And they start out on a wide shot, on a big wide shot. And then instead of cutting to Negan on a close-up, they actually show the pan in. And they have it. They, they show the actual zoom, and it's like, and it goes right in. And is I don't know, like... I understand that they tr they want to try new things and and I think things like that can work. It made me sick. It made me feel for a second like I got the whoa whoa. Do we need to do that? That I, I felt like something was wrong. I actually thought they did a a wipe like home improvement or something because it, it happened so quick. I was like, yeah. did they just do a wipe? Did they just do a Negan wipe? And I and I rewound it because I'm like, that would be so cool if they did like a Lucille, like, doo -doo 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 -doo, like Lucille wipe to Negan close. But no, they just did kind of like a, like a, like a quick, a quick, uh, a quick zoom in. And I thought it, it, it made me feel a little uncomfortable. Uh, just It made it look a little sloppy to me, but that, that would, that's just me being a little picky on it. See, I feel like the the way that they could do Negan to make him all the more intimidating without him having to talk his ass off would be like you know what I mean. Like if you if you've ever had to do this, I, it doesn't matter what the context was, but if you ever had to uh, sneak into a room and get something or maybe hide somewhere and you didn't want someone to find you, oh yeah, and then all of a sudden they don't say anything, but you turn up around and they're just standing in the doorway and you go <gasps> like Jesus Christ, you know what I mean. D David Negan should have a lot more moments like that. I agree. And coming out of coming out of nowhere, anytime someone has a happy moment, I'm joking about it. But I think 
more of when he shifts those snaps because I think he plays aggressive really well on the show when he's doing the snap. Wait, there's two. Everything's going okay. You're being my bitches. It's all fine. It's all great. It's all great. What? There's two guns missing. Oh, yeah. which, what, what, are we, what are we gonna have to do now? And it that seems really, really real to me. That seems like something. It, it seems natural to bullies, to people that are roughing you up for protection. They want to make you weak in those situations just so they can toughen you up, and they want to get everything from you. And then, and because we've seen what he did at the beginning of the season, you felt a real sense of fear. And I, that's one thing I think this season's done really good by by killing those characters at the beginning. It set the mood that Negan's in charge now. He's everyone has. Everyone is his bitch, and he owns us all with the fucking swinging around his Lucille dick and making Rick hold it all episode. It's it's we're feeling what Negan feels. That's all. Ca- that's all carrying through. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and uh, like Negan, he just kind of treats everybody like um, like a dog that's abused. But then he'll put a really nice treat in the dog bowl. Yeah. And then just and he'll just go like this. He'll just go like, eat. But the dog is so scared and so beaten down that it thinks it's a trick. And so even when he offers something good, you know, like when Rick uh, just goes, you know, I'd like Daryl to stay. Um, and he turns to Daryl. Well, maybe Daryl could plead his case. Is Daryl going to say something? Yeah. Me, yeah. He can- yeah. And then and it's like, what? He kind of did the, the premiere thing, the what? It reminded no answer. Speaking of people are talking a lot about Dave Chappelle and Saturday Night Live playing Negan. It reminds me a lot of the Dave Chappelle thing when he's hanging out with Wayne Brady, the the Dave Chappelle Wayne Brady sketch when he's hanging out and suddenly Wayne Brady turns into this gangster crazy asshole. Fuck, fuck, fuck. Do you want a sandwich? Take your sandwich. Give me your fucking sandwich. I want to eat your sandwich like Debo. From Fridays, if anyone's ever seen Fridays, just just, yes, just exactly. tur- turning into that kind of guy, and that's that's the kind of guy Negan is. And I think when he when he's played up in that factor is really good. When he's just walking around going, "Oh, Lottie Dottie, we likes the party, hickory dickory dock. What's this over here? Oh, whoa! That's that's the stuff. Just, <laughs> yeah, that's the stuff that's just a little too much. I'm surprised that like if he if he hits somebody over the head with a bat and he just goes. Oops, I did it again. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, I'm just going to be like, I'm fucking out of here, you guys. Have fun watching the show without me. You know what I mean? Like, um, Timo says, I'm just, the minority. I'm loving Negan so far, but time will tell. Kyle's fucking chicken. KFC says he loves fucking Negan so far, too. So, I, I mean, I understand that it might be me, too. It might be it's just not certain parts aren't working for me, and I'm getting bogged down by it because it's noticeable to me because of how well Andrew Lincoln is playing these scenes and he is holding it together because he's straight Rick you know doing his Rick thing I'm Rick I'm holding it together yes Negan and Negan's like hey baby baby oh oh my god he's like he's going crazy oh hey he he just walking up basically pinching him in the cheek hey Rick let me pinch you in the cheek what's going on over there And, and Rick's just and it's a credit to the way Andrew Lincoln's playing it. His eyes are just glazing over. It, it, it's, it's, it. Those scenes are really great. I just think, like in this episode, it's a, to, go, to go to my uh, slushy thing again. It's a little too much of that good thing. They could have less is more with this guy. It's what, mm-hmm. what made Heath Ledger such a great villain in The Dark Knight? I, some people might not like it, but you're wrong. But what, no, what made Heath Ledger such a good villain in The Dark Knight? Because he, he was wasn't in a lot of the movie. 
Same with same with Hannibal Lecter. They, they were in enough scenes to make them effective. They didn't. Not every moment of that ep- the movie is about it. It's Jodie Foster's movie with Hannibal Lecter in it. Uh, it's it's Bruce Wayne. Harvey Dent's more of a part of the Dark Knight than the Joker is when it really comes down to it. And the, but the Joker's the one you really remember because they use him just the right amount of time. And I think if most of the time we're dealing with Negan's asshole buddies that. People like Steve Ogg, Trevor from Grand Theft Auto, guys like that. Uh, even Dwight, who I'm not feeling, but seeing like seeing Dwight be a dick in this situation and running tr- running train on Daryl, and Negan pops up every once in a while to do his Negan thing. I think it would be more special. And see here, I was gonna to springboard off of that. I agree. If you show Negan less, but you see his fingerprints kind of everywhere. I, I don't mean his guys, but I mean, for instance, like if Negan walked through. And you see him go into a house, right? And you just hear like a baseball bat hitting against the yeah. wall. Like you hear Lucille banging against the wall. Now follow me here. And Rick and Michonne, you know, they have to go into their bed and he has to unroll his thing. And right above where they sleep, there's just a baseball bat impression to where every single time he goes to bed, he has to be reminded again in another fucked up way about what happened. You know, that would be just like, scary as shit because this guy just knows how to psychologically fuck with you yeah you know he knows all the right buttons to push and he knows where you sleep he literally knows where you sleep <laughs> he knows and when you're he's like santa claus he knows when you're awake he knows if you've been bad or good he's gonna beat your ass with lucille for goodness sake <laughs> I, I love how tom himself he's saying it's already filmed david it's like yeah i know i'm being a i'm just uh, this is a criticism or a suggestion <laughs> patrice says uh, i, I want to I want more, kind of going piggyback on what you said, David. I want more violence in Negan and just more violent tendencies, more evil, dark things like walking into the house and seeing the photos on the wall, more more just seeing the remnants of him, hearing the whistle more and less talk. But when he does come on screen, it's just, and I keep saying the Joker, but it's it's just like he's coming onto the screen and it's ama- It's just amazing. It's It's a show. It's Negan time, but it can't be. An hour of Negan time. It just, we can't get too, it's too much. Uh, Timo says, but I'd rather have Negan monologues that make me laugh instead of full episodes of Carol and King Ezekiel with choirs and cobblers and shit. <laughs> Preach, Timo. <laughs> Sam Burbia Picture says, I think we're seeing so much of Negan because it mirrors what he said about Rick. He's special. Negan personally showed up because he likes Rick. After this, Negan will remain in his lair. Very good point, Sam Burbia. Negan should have broken something from Carl, maybe a finger for pulling his gun off his men. Uh, Corey says, walking David, no Negan lines, uh, do Negan lines in a little finger voice. This must happen. <laughs> give him a, okay. I'll, I'll, I'll give you a second. Give you, give you a second to collect yourself as Johnny drama comes into the shot. Yeah. That's my dog, Johnny drama. Um, let me think what, what's a good line that he says in this, in this episode. Just so, so just so I know, uh, I just fucked you. I just fucked you and you liked it. Or so what, what's the line or something? Uh, oh, I just like, <laughs> while you're getting while you're getting oh wait i got it i got it okay. you see what just happened here i just slid my dick down your throat and you thanked me for it i will do anything to get what i want <laughs> yeah good job david okay so so Negan's back, weird cut from that close-up. Negan's excited about how big it is, how big Alexandria is, and Rick's trying to talk to Daryl, and Nick says, and then Negan says, no, no, that's my dog. Don't talk to Daryl. He's my little bitch. Hey. No. Nope. He's the help. 
You don't look at him, you don't talk to him, and I don't make you chop anything off of him. Easy peasy lemon squeezy. A CSGO reference. Props to Negan. The motherfucking chat, CJ, we're great to see you. Same goes for everyone as he gets into Rosita's face. He goes there, threatens more people. He says, you don't get what I want. Uh, and, and Rick's like, I got half your shit. I got it all piled up. You're a week early. I'll give you all your shit. And Negan goes, no, 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 no. I decide what I take, not you, which I totally understand. If I was Negan in this situation too, and I'm fucking punking all these motherfuckers for their shit, I'm deciding what I take. I'm I'm not letting you give me your fucking shit. You, you don't get to be where I am fucking uh, making stupid mistakes like that. So he sends his people off to search in the houses and check everything out. Everyone, all the people of Alexandria are like, what the fuck is going on? As Rick's going to give Negan the tour. More Negan big smiles. And I just kept underlining that in my notes. Negan was smiling too much. Stop smiling. So, uh, so Dwight harasses, uh, you know, David, David doing the Negan smile right there. Yeah. Big smile. <laughs> Fucking smiling. Son. You we sm pissing our pants yet? Is it pissing pants city yet? You smile and snap ahead. It's like Negan shouldn't be like me. Shouldn't be like, hi everybody. What's going on? Welcome to the show. Like I can imagine Negan doing a me impression. So, uh, <laughs> so, uh, so Dwight harasses Rosita and, uh, and Spencer, and we all want Spencer to die, you know. And he collects his stuff. He searches the car, takes takes all the guns out, and he goes, "Give me your shit." Dwight says, "I got a job for you guys. Go get me Daryl's bike. Find my shit. You know where it is." And they're like, "I don't know where it is. No, you know where it is." And Dwight takes her hat and harasses her more, and kind of just gives her rapey eyes. And uh, then he takes her water and dumps it out like a fucking dick, and uh, and uh, just to be a dick. Yeah. What do you think about Dwight, David? See, here's the thing. I think he's actually a really solid actor. Uh, I think in the last couple episodes, they they have underutilized him. I think they could have given him some juicier things to say uh, to make us kind of question if we like him or not. Because I know that Dwight is one of those characters that he's sort of on the fence because he's sort of like a Daryl uh, that obviously he's like, like what Daryl would be if he completely submitted to Negan's uh, will and Daryl is what Dr Dwight used to be which is why Dwight is now probably taking an interest in him just like Negan is and uh, you know because I'm sure that's how Dwight probably was now to CJ Ware's point and I agree with you on that one David uh, to CJ Ware's point in the live chat which would be Joe's point if he was here right now why didn't Rick and I was going to get into this later but we'll get into this right now Rick had a few opportunities where he could have taking a swing to kill Negan in the back of the head. Had a gunshot. When he found the guns, he could have come out and just shot Negan in the head. Any of Negan's own men, including Dwight, at any point in time could have shot Negan in the back and tried to kill him. Negan has pussy, has these fucking pussies, these assholes, these motherfuckers, all under his control completely. Should Rick have taken one of those opportunities? Like when he grips Lucille at a moment here, should he have taken the opportunity, David? What do you think about that? Uh... You know, part of me wishes yes, but also part of me understands the character of Rick in the sense that he's not thinking about himself. If it was if it was just Rick and Negan and none of the other characters existed, of course he would have. But he's not thinking about killing Negan. He's thinking about the repercussions from killing Negan yeah. and how 
but the rest of his family, his his, his girlfriend, his you know friends, uh, Carl uh, would completely they'd get mowed down. You know what I mean? All of their weapons are in the truck. I mean, they wouldn't be able to get to them fast enough. By the time you heard his body hit the floor, somebody would have rushed in. And keep in mind, when they were in the food and in the cellar, they're only like 25 feet away in the armory. So you hear a struggle, they're going to come out and just mow Rick down. My, my question, though, that. is, do you think that that's an interesting question, though, because I agree with you. That's probably what would happen. But part of me wonders if someone did that, if Rick, say Rick shot Negan in the back of the head, came out, shot Negan in the back of the head. All the fucking saviors come up and start pointing their guns at Rick, start shooting everybody up. Or does or does someone like Dwight say, OK, I'm in charge of the saviors now. Let's get the fuck out of here and just run out of there or something like that and go fuck this Negan and shoot him in the back. And he was an asshole anyway. I'm going to share the shit with everyone. Everyone, everyone gets to have one of Negan's wives. Everyone, everyone have a wife or everyone have a wife and, and start a party there or something like that. I doubt, I tend to agree with you, David. I think it, they would have just all freaked out what, like, oh my God, Negan's dead. Ah, kill, kill. And, and just killed everybody and gone fucking nutsoy. Yeah, it, but it, because it's just like this. This happens a lot, and you have to think that they're doing that with the intent of good night KFC. To, oh, KLC's gone. Oh, night, K- KFC. night, man. And night, Kyle. Uh, but uh, you have to imagine that that's what they're thinking. Is they're thinking that Rick is trying to. He doesn't know where everybody is at one time. If he knew that his entire family and friends would be safe, <laughs> he would do it. Um, but he's looking for his moment, but you can see it, you know, like you can see him gripping the bat and thinking about it. Like, man, I could just go over there and fucking, but yeah. I could man, go, I could do something. I could go all claimers on his ass. I could go bite him in his fucking face. He doesn't think that guy exists anymore. I'll show him that fucking guy. Damn, you fuck craziness. Uh, I, I hope, oh, I want to see Negan watch that fucking tape, the full thing. And I want to see if they recorded more that they haven't showed us yet. And I want to, if they did, I want to see Negan watch it and hear all the shit that Rick's done and then get scared of him. Like be watching him uh, and just be like, holy shit. Like I had no idea all the shit that this guy had done. A couple of funny, real funny things in the episode. It's a TV show. If they do that, it ends in episode two. I think it's all about the alpha of the pack. Negan is now, but I think all these followers would easily follow the next guy. You should have killed him and took, his men tried to be benevolent. Of course, uh, Tom, let's pull out our armor. I get a feeling that Father Gabriel put guns in Maggie's fake grave. That would be fucking awesome. Tom says, Phil, I thought we established the characters need to be stupid for us to have a story, Phil, you idiot. And if I was Negan I and I wanted to torture Alexandrian community, I would force them into renditions of Vanga boys and I would assume they get it right. I think Rick's thoughts about taking Negan, thought about taking out Negan, but he quickly discounted it because they don't have the numbers or the weapons anymore since Santovia. CJ says you're right about the previous comment to Major. The survivors, they're survivors, not conquerors. Okay, so Dwight harasses Rosita and Spencer, and we anyway, so he dumps out the water and they all head out. So then we go back to Michonne. Michonne's still up in the car with the rifle. It's a really great skyline and she sees as uh as she tries to she tries to shoot a walker and she keeps missing and missing and missing. And Corey Mitchell said this in the live chat during the show. It was, uh, oh, my God. Oh, my God. It's Carrot Top. Carrot Top the walker. And then Sean Bowman said Andrea would have killed it in one shot. Corey Mitchell says, so pissed now. They killed Bambi's mother. So, yeah, we get, we get a sad moment where Michonne couldn't uh, couldn't shoot the walker, but she did she did shoot Bambi's mother and, and got some dinner. Yeah. 
I, you know, I'm, I'm curious if, when they, they get past this, they get past the knee and the saviors, you know, how's Rick going to be? Is he going to completely go off the deep end and just completely be like, we are absolutely not trusting people anymore. Are they going to leave? Are they ever going to leave the Alexandria safe zone? Because they're just going, you know what? We fought off an entire zombie herd and we fought off these people, but we're not sticking around to let third time be a charm. See, you know what I mean? See, what you're treading on is a bigger issue that's been talked about a lot, uh, just overall about The Walking Dead, because The Walking Dead is a, such a weird point where I think the blooms off blooms off the the fruit or whatever the hell that saying is called at this point, people are starting to look to, is this show ever going to end? Is it going to be a conclusion? Where's the storyline go? Is there a storyline leading us to something? And I think it all depends on that, David. If it's just rinse, repeat constantly, if they just want to perpetuate and constantly go. So we're at season 20 of the walking dead and none of the same characters are there. And there's, and it's Carl's show or something like that, where it's only the actor that plays Carl's the only guy left from the original cast or something, something horrible like that. If the show's just going to continue forever like that, or if we're actually leading to something within the next three to four seasons of a conclusion of a storyline to, to, to moving on, getting to Washington, to the CDC or so, something. I don't know. I'm not, I, that's not what it is, but, but something. Who knows? And I think that's a big decision that The Walking Dead has to make moving forward. And they're really taking their time, having ep- every episode focus on one individual location and taking their time. Next week is just going to be the Maggie and stuff. They could have had all the events of all these episodes in two episodes if they properly edited it all together. If they just had the right amount of time, if they just spaced things out the right way and had enough time here, enough time there, to what they've done in, in this is episode four, they could have done it in two episodes and had a lot of other, a lot of other stuff going on. And and then actually had the story move at a quicker pace where they used to have it move a little bit quicker of a pace. Now it just seems like they're sort of wasting time. It's it's the end. It's going to be like the Simpsons where people never age. It just get, kind of keeps going around the same circle. Walking Dead is going to turn into Supernatural. So someone in the chat. And uh, OK, so we get so this. This is the scene that. If any in Negan's monologuing bother me, it was in this scene. We see guys taking furniture out and he's monologuing about how this is the best part. This is the best part. I love this place. <laughs> Negan looks at the video of the bearded, uh, bearded Rick, and he says, uh, "Who's look at that man, Bush?" <laughs> yeah, I would not want to mess with that guy. Yeah, luckily he ain't here right now. <laughs> and and like Timo said, preach, Phil. They could have combined the last three episodes into one episode. There's just there was enough awesome stuff that happened that if they just timed it out sometimes shit needs to stay in the cutting room floor and i don't mind some episodes the occasional episode where we explore something longer but for my taste the walking dead works best when it's an ensemble piece and we have like a lot of our main cast members not when we have a couple of our main cast members and a few and then a bunch of red shirt people and and these one-off character deep study episodes because i feel like that's not what the walking dead does great i think it's just good at showing real people in these awful situations, not getting deep into these rabbit holes, so to speak. I don't know. I will say this, and this is something that I just don't like in general with TV shows is when they go like, you know what? We haven't really established how many people are in this location. And so we're just going to start throwing in new people, even though they have no 
purpose and they have no lines or anything. We're just going to have new characters that can later be killed off. It happened tonight. Now it happened tonight in Alexandria. That's what I'm saying. That redheaded woman, every single person was going, who the fuck is that? Yeah. Every single person went, who the fuck is that? She's a dead, she's a dead girl, David. She's a, you're just a, you're just a dead girl walking. (laughs) Dead girl walking. The, the, the fucking, uh, Who, who also forgot that the black dude with the goatee one, can you remember his name? Don't look it up. Um, and, and, how many people thought that he just, you know, they just wrote him out. Like they kind of did like a T-Dog thing with him where they're just like, oh, it's, uh, we'll figure something out. He can stand in the background and do this. <laughs> That's literally all he did. He just goes, and then he stands up and they pretty much go, hold on a second, Phil. I got to I just have to address this. Prop you it know? Do it. He, yeah. Well, he stands up, right? And he goes like... David is standing up. He's taking off his headphones. He's yeah, well, well, Rick just goes like this. You know, he just goes, if anybody knows where that gun is, tell us where it is. We're just going to give it to him. And then he stands up and he goes, yeah, well, why do they even care? <laughs> and Rick's like, you know where that gun is? And he just goes, nah. <laughs> and then just sits back down. Like, what's what the, the point? Yeah. Exactly. It was like a minute and a half we could have gotten back. <laughs> exactly, David. It's like, what is the point of that character? He stood up and they go, What's your what's your name? My name is Red Shirt McGee. I'm a guy that we'll <laughs> care about for a second because I'm gonna be the man that dies next. Thank you. It's just who the fuck are you? We don't care. Why didn't we hear from the guy? He was there, but why didn't we hear from Carol's boyfriend in that moment? Because he was an established character from last season that we talked to three or four times. So if he had stood up, because we give a shit about him, he could have been a voice for the people of Alexandria. Instead, you're right. We meet Red Shirt McGee and Susie. I'm dead soon. And who? Gives a fuck. <laughs> uh, by the way, that that girl had one of the worst lines I think of the whole show, where it's just like, "Listen, we don't want to have a whole graveyard, okay?" And then it cuts to her in the middle of this epic speech, like monologue, and she goes, "This whole place is a graveyard." <laughs> so, and then I'm like. You know, one of these people just like demanding they keep their SAG card every couple of years. Like, hey, remember that time when I hurt my ankle back in the show with Glenn? The least liked episode of last season. Can I like shrug my shoulders in this season so that I can, you know, pay my rent? Uh, I, I don't know what the fuck they did. I don't know if they like know somebody on the show. Because if they do, I want to meet that person because I think I'd be a lot better at leaning on lampposts than <laughs> some of them. Dude, get me a job. I'll lean on that lamppost right fucking next to you, David. <laughs> so, <laughs> so, so Negan says he would not fuck with bearded Rick, and uh, and again he says the same line that he said to Abraham in uh, episode one, and and maybe even in the last episode of last season. I can't remember. Oh, I need to shave this shit. So Negan asks about Maggie and Glenn, and Rick gives him evil evil eyes. Andrew Lincoln's so fucking intense and he talks about Maggie and how he'd like to fuck Maggie and now their husband's dead. You know, I like to fuck that Maggie. I'm not interested in anyone else, but that Maggie, she's pretty fucking hot. And Rick's eyes are just intense. And then showing up out of nowhere, uh, awesome in this episode. I love this actor. I loved him in Oz, loved him in The Wire. I loved, I hate him as an asshole, but I, I really enjoyed Gabriel in this episode. And Father Gabriel shows up. You know, on me wearing that collar with that freaky ass smile. This is one of my favorite Negan moments, too, in the episode. 
He's My apologies. I'm Father Gabriel. <laughs> Who the fuck? What the fuck? And Negan, just a look on Negan's face, like, oh. She didn't make it. Oh, she didn't make it. Poor. <laughs> Poor guy. So. Damn tragedy. Yeah, Gabriel. That's what this is. Oh, this must really suck for you guys. Number one, that was on me. No choice there. Lessons had to be learned. But number two, that didn't need to happen. Daryl there, he forced my hand. Probably put her right on her back, huh? So Negan, that was one of my favorite Negan moments in the episode. He's really getting into it and the psychological aspects of it. And Father Gabriel is just giving him stone cold face. Someone said in the live chat, I just, uh, I want to know what kind of drugs Father Gabriel's on because I want some. I want some of those pills. Timo said that. Negan and Father Gabriel would make awesome roommates. <laughs> Negan literally broke a window so he can't waste bullets on zombies. I just don't understand how Rick can, can rip Joe's neck out with his teeth and not make a move on Negan. I like his story. It's like a story arc is going backwards. So as we go over to... Carl, Carl, put it down. No, he's taking all of our medicine. They said only half our stuff. Is Carl this stupid? It, David, is, is your son this fucking stupid? What, do you, what the fuck do you teach him? I just, I teach him, I just go... Listen, point a gun first, ask questions later, especially to the guy that we just saw kill two of our closest friends. That's what I say to him. And he listens. He's a good boy, just like Shane's daughter. <laughs> no, he's an idiot. <laughs> oh, really kidding. You should go before you find out how dangerous we all are. Carl. You fucking moron, Carl. Young man. Carl, Negan says something to Rick later in the episode that is very, very important. I think it's the most important thing any fucking person in any situation can fucking know, whether you're a performer or not, or whether you're just a person at a fucking party trying to get along with fucking people. It's this one little thing, the greatest lesson that The Walking Dead can give you, the greatest lesson that fucking Negan can give you. Know your fucking room. Know your room, kid. Know your fucking surroundings. Know what's going on in front of you. I used to play in a band called Frightening Dick Theater. That was the name of our band. Most of our songs were generally not the craziest weird stuff, but we had one song called Fuck Pig. And we were playing one of our first shows and we didn't and and we were playing in this place that was a it was it was like a highbrow afternoon coffee club with a bunch of jazz bands and and really light music going on and we started the show. We were the first band to play. And we decided for the first and only time in the entire existence of the band to start the show with Fuck Pig. We didn't do it on purpose. It was just, oh, let's start the show with Fuck Pig. We didn't even once consciously think about the room. So we started saying, you are a fuck pig. You are a fuck pig. Literally the whole room empties out. And there's just one guy sitting in there drinking a beer in the back. Like, <laughs> when everyone else ran out of the room and left. It taught me a very important lesson. Know the fucking room. And Carl doesn't know the fucking room, David. To an absolute no, assload of guns. And as this little emotional outburst has made crystal clear, I can't allow that. So Negan, who 
let's be let's be honest. At no point was Negan letting them keeping the guns, but he uses this as a springboard to get to the point where now he's going to take all the guns. And uh, the rise of Maggie Green and, and get ready for the walking to the blow your socks off. Maggie will become the next badass. Prime example of idiot teenager equals Enid or Carl. I like the character of Carl. I like he had balls, stupid balls, but man-sized balls. The actor just makes me feel off. Carl was mad that Negan was going to take more than half of his porn. Better die a man than live as a rat. Still not feeling it. This week was less annoying than the others is Critch, but I hope I can get back into it. Awesome. What's her name in Fear the Walking Dead is too competent for a teenager. <laughs> so so Negan tells Carl listen bitch and he takes all the guns so so uh this is uh why didn't he just roast Gabriel well to be fair Gabriel is creepy as fucks as Corey and are they gonna try to uh, do the Maggie is really dead thing it looks like they're gonna try to pull off at least from Negan's standpoint that Maggie's really dead to make it some sort of surprise so we come back and Rick is at the armory with Olivia and Negan and they have an interaction and we talked about this earlier. This was uh, this where, he, where Negan and, and Olivia meet each other, which is very funny. I, I just keep track of it all. The rations, the guns. Good. Smart. Don't let me stop you. Take a rotten boys, show them the goods. Like these, the, this is what I mean. It's like we're going on the Negan tour. Negan meets everybody, goes around to everybody, go, ran up to Carl, dealt with this, goes in all these situations. They could have sped this up a little bit and just. So Negan goes over to the guns, and Negan's gonna. He wants everything. He uh, he he wants everything. Count everything. Get get me all your shit. We go to Spencer and Rosita looking for Daryl's bike. I'm gonna yada yada through Spencer and Rosita a little bit because. Spencer just uh, is like, this is our life now. Uh, Rick fucked us over. Rick's an asshole. He's on this stupid, this is all Rick's fault. Fuck you, Spencer. Seriously, this is Rick's fault? I, 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 I'm not even kidding. The entire family, like Deanna, uh, Deanna was all right, I guess. But like Reg and Spencer and her other kid, like Aiden, I think his name was in the show. Uh, you know, just like Jesse and Ron and yeah. Sam, it's just Useless. like the Alexandrians. I, I think they must have been intentionally trying to make people that have a grading personality <laughs> that just live in this world where you're just like, Jesus, like you just want them to die because you're like, how, how, how have you even made it this far? You're over there, like, you know, acting like you're passive aggressive stealing the saltine crackers is like a jab at Rick somehow. You're a fucking idiot. You know? Oh, Rick, you're such a fucking, oh, yeah. you're such a fucking asshole. Yeah. Me. Oh, Rick, okay. would you even listen to me if I had a thought? The booze, I get it. You know, whatever. Go Get drunk. You need to get drunk in the zombie apocalypse. Bob did that and I forgave Bob. He stole some booze. You know, everyone needs to get fucked up a little bit. I'd be stealing the sandwiches every chance I get too. I, I don't give a fuck. I'd be doing that stuff. But I just think Spencer's just such a little whiny bitch and I agree. The entire family needs to be wiped out we need some Lannister action to just wipe out the entire family's existence from the Spencer family needs excuse me needs to just be gone not looking like for I'm, not, I'm waiting for them to run out of even more shit with Spencer to where the point where this is like what they're doing they're like Spencer what are you doing and he's just going like this he's going <laughs> yeah well Rick says you know we can't have socks so I started stealing socks 
It's time to read a you know, it's time to read team whatever. read a Timo comment in a weird voice because she says it perfectly. Spencer needs to die a die a slow, horrible, painful pussy's death. <laughs> Perfect, Timo. Perfect. Ahmed, no, I'm not wearing a yarmulke. Uh, I see something shining at the back of his head and it's driving me crazy. I'm sorry, it's my headphones, dude. Beautiful headphones, David. Beautiful. This guy's gonna get someone killed. Spencer is gonna get someone killed. When is someone gonna give Carl a damn haircut? That thing's out of control. At least tie that shit up or something. Something needs to be done. It does look like we're That'd gonna get. Cool. It does look like we're gonna get Jesus in the next episode, and then the following episode after that, I heard, is going to be the Maggie and and uh, or no, that's next episode, and then the following episode after that is going to be the Heath and. What's her name? And Tara episode. We're finally going to get back to Heath and Tara in a couple of episodes. And then the final. Oh, it's exciting, huh? That's a whole Heath and Tara episode. Are you looking forward to that, David? Is that going to be the best episode ever or what? It's probably going to be the most exciting episode of the season because they're going to be it's going to be the one that's going to surprise us because it's going to be all action. Yeah, we can we can see some more of Heath's ghetto stabbing of zombies where he just goes like. Yeah, motherfucker. Yeah, side we, of your head. And we can get keep, a keep getting your teeth against my arm. Ghetto stand. In you know, like. Tara's wit. Oh, we can get the Masterson wit. It's gonna be amazing. Okay, so we we continue and we go back to uh, to guess what? We got more Negan. Day. Yes, it is. I think this little arrangement we have is gonna work out just fine. I noticed Phil rocking the Negan beard. Yeah, a little bit. A little bit. I got to shave tomorrow, so I was playing with stuff. So next time you see me, I'm gonna look like a uh, look a few years younger. <laughs> so I kind of wish Rick and the gang would just leave and go back to the prison or something. Who wants to bet the whispers are gonna be introduced in the Heath and Tara episode? So no Rick and company till episode seven or eight to the mid-season finale. Probably not. We might touch in on them a little bit, but the way the season's going, I think we're gonna be directed in central locations. Oh, Lucille's getting jealous of guns. So Negan's talking shit about now having all the guns, and we see Daryl just being kind of a helper. Negan wants to see if his guns are in good shape, and he aims at Daryl. He shoots a window, and he says, uh, it does feel good, but Lucille's getting jealous, as we heard. And Rick comes out, and Negan puts two and... Uh, <laughs> Negan puts two and two together. And Olivia is getting fucked up, and two guns are missing. Negan is... Uh, doesn't like you and the music kicks in and Olivia sucks at your job or do you suck at your job? Do you do full accounting? They go back and forth and two handguns are missing and she doesn't know where they are. Someone and basically he want Negan hems and haws for a while and they need the guns. So we come back to Lucille and Rick and Rick is talking to all the people in Alexandria, giving them the speech. We, uh, we, we were talking about this scene earlier, but let's listen to a few minutes, few moments of this. I did it before. I figured I could bury some out there. Timo, if that's the case on the finale week, I probably need to, I probably will do that in the finale week. Right. What if the saviors find those guns? What if we run into them when we have those guns on us? One of us dies. Maybe more than that. Maybe and in this lot. scene, we do get to see uh, Aaron's boyfriend actually has a, a line in this episode, which is really awesome. And I almost thought Aaron was the one that was hiding the guns the way he was. It, 
being like, blah, 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 blah. He, he to me, seems like the guy who was having the guns. Rick gives this emboldened speech about how Negan's in charge now. That's the way things are, and we just have to deal with it. So Eugene says, not everyone's here. And then we cut to Rosita in the woods, stalking a walker. Spencer, dumbass, starts screaming her name. As much as, David, if you and I got lost in the zombie apocalypse and I needed to find you, I probably wouldn't be yelling your name because I wouldn't want to attract fucking zombies to me or attract zombies to any situation. He's yelling, Rosita, Rosita. What kind of asshole does that? He's, well, this is the whole point is that Spencer, I, I don't care if everybody's been trained with a gun. One, he's bad with a gun. We've all seen that. Uh, yeah, he shot at a truck with a machine gun and managed with 50 bullets to hit the driver. I'm <laughs> impressed. Uh, if, I think if Carl can do it, he can do it. Um, but he's not a, he's not a survivor. He's not a fighter. He's just one of these dudes who hasn't actually had to see it up close. Cause even when shit went down in Alexandria and the wolves like raided them, he was just out there trying to kill one Walker with the butt of his gun. And even Morgan had to do it. And everybody had to give him a pep talk going, hey, you did good. I mean, you stopped that truck almost. I mean, it kind of, it still kind of hit the wall really bad, but you almost stopped it. That good, good job, Spencer. Good job, Spencer. Good job, Spencer. You know, like, I, I, I don't know. He's He has to be babysat all the fucking time. He doesn't realize that he's getting babysat, that if he went out there by himself, He'd be dead in about 15 minutes. Yeah, he would. Yeah, Critch, give me the thumbs up, thumbs down. I uh, Give me the non-spoiler account. I got to see it in, the, in my side eye. I don't blame Michonne for crying over the mattress. Yeah, uh, Eugene is getting Rosita. Eugene is getting laid, finally. Michonne is the only one uh, who's going on with life, not acting and doing stupid shit. I mean, the other one of Deanna's sons, the one that wasn't an asshole. <laughs> and... <laughs> okay, so we cut to Rosita in the woods. She's killing a walker. She kills another one. She kills a bunch. And two more coming up in her. And pushes another one up against a tree to make sure we get a little action in the episode. Because the Walking Dead writers are like, you know, we're trying all this cerebral shit. We need to put an action scene in there. So they decided to put this action scene in there. And Rosita kills some zombies because she needs to get a gun. And she's killing the 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 Negan's men that they had killed before that group and kind of disarming them and taking their weapons. So another big one comes on and gets killed by a tree trunk. Really good visuals. Again, again, The Walking Dead from a visual and from a design standpoint just keeps getting better and better. Looks better. The visuals are amazing. The sound, the production design, all those aspects of The Walking Dead and the acting is all fucking getting better and better every episode, I think. And and it's just it's story and pacing and editing and stuff that's shit that's bothering me. But she, found, she, she finds the gun and it's empty and uh, she gets pissed off. And Rosita's like, fuck, this is not our life. And I almost wanted the pixie, this, there goes my life, for that pixie song to start playing or something. So, okay, so we go back to Rick and he's watching uh, Olivia and Negan outside the window. And he's looking for the guns. Everything's around him. And Gabriel comes in. And here's Gabriel. I just, I feel like... I know this is going to work out. How? We'll find the guns. We'll get through today. Then we'll find a way to go forward. How to beat this. There is no beating this. 
you're just an extremist. So so now you now he's gone to the full extreme. Now he's a complete optimist. Where before he's like, we're all doomed. We're all gonna die. We're all fucked. But now it's we're you're gonna my be friend. You're my friend. It's wasn't always that way. It wasn't always that way. I don't know if I'm going to do it after. It might be too late for that. I'm probably going to do it tomorrow afternoon during the day. Sorry. But maybe. Maybe. Depends how awake I am after this. Quick thinking. Thank you. Rosita is a dame. Okay, so they head outside, and uh, and here we go. This is where we get the whole balloons thing, where we get this rapey guy yelling at Enid for no... For no reason that they put this scene in. Do, do we need to know that these guys are bad enough guys? Do they have to put the scene with the guy harassing Enid for her balloons? The <laughs> only reason that I think it even happened that they were trying to do is that Carl, who almost got raped back in season four, is witnessing his girlfriend of sorts get uh, basically sexually harassed. And I think that that's supposed to resonate with him and the fact that Rick just tells him like, you know, they'll be gone soon. Like, not to stop it, not for him to cut it out, but they'll be gone soon. Like, just, you know, close your eyes. It'll all be over soon. You know, like, that. and I think that you see a look. Carl gives Rick a look that I thought was pretty uh, distinct, where it's just, like, complete disdain yeah. for his dad. Yeah. Like, fuck you. Are you kidding me? I have to watch this shit? How soon before... Carl just goes out on his own and starts trying to secretly ninja kill people and stuff like that. Sneaking to sneaking in the back of one of Negan's trucks and tries to kill him in the night or something. I'd love it. <laughs> yeah, at least it would be something. So we go over to Negan and he gives him his guns and he hems and haws and Negan wants to know who's who's got the guns. It's one of those situations where he gives Negan what he wants and Negan's like, oh, you gave me what I want. I wasn't expecting that. And he... They were here after all. Oh. Funny how a little holy shit somebody's gonna die lights a fire under everybody's ass. <laughs> and Olivia cries and uh, Negan wants to know, uh, we go one step forward, another step back. He turns into a situation to go hammer on Rick over and over again. And uh, Van, Van heads up and, uh, and we go into a transition of Negan people starting to leave the building. The van pulls up and they got Daryl's bike. It's Rosita and and Spence Dick coming back and bringing the uh, bringing the bike back. Negan smiling, and he continues with it's one hell of a place you got here and all this sort of shit. And then Rick, they see Michonne, and I think he spots the gun. I kind of missed what happened here visually. I think Negan spots that Michonne has the gun, maybe or just spots Michonne and. And Rick's like, please let me go in there. Just please let me go in there and talk to her. I'll get, I'll, or no, he doesn't see the gun because he's surprised when he sees it later. He just sees Michonne. And he goes, please let me go in there and talk to her for a second. Please let me go in there and talk to her for a second. So he runs in there and he, he, uh, Rick goes over and Michonne is hold, he's holding the bat. And this is where we get my favorite line in the episode. Here it is, David. He had me hold it. <laughs> He had me hold it. <laughs> he had me hold it. It's <laughs> so dirty. Oh, what, what was that? What was that, Rick? One more, one more time, buddy. Tell me. He had me hold it. Shut the fuck up. He had me hold it. Shut the fuck up, Joe. Rick. Rick. Yeah. He had me hold it. 
<laughs> Sorry, but yeah, he, so yeah, he had me hold it. I love, I love that. I love that line. You gotta put, you gotta put that in with a Game of Thrones. So it's like he had me hold it. There you have it. Like the Tyrion thing. Like there you have it. <laughs> so a dwarf, a dwarf's cock is good. Good luck. He had me hold it. He had me hold it. Yeah, that's perfect. That that is great. We have to we have to get our buddy the Pizza Lab music to do us to do us some more uh, mixes with that stuff. That'd be awesome. So he he. <laughs> so, so we move on from. He had me hold it. So. <laughs> <laughs> so we move on from that point. <laughs> oh my gosh. <laughs> Oh, sorry. What? Well, well, comments, dude. Some of these comments are great. He had me hold it. <laughs> <laughs> sorry, I'm sorry. I'll shut. Shut the fuck up. I'm, I'm sorry. Okay, that's, that's enough of that. Okay. <laughs> Rick got a brand new vagina. <laughs> there were zombie dogs in earlier seasons. What Rick had pretty much just random has shown. Uh, Negan wants to keep Rick off guard. He doesn't want normal Rick to exist anymore. I definitely agree with that. Yeah, I'm sorry, it. I didn't mean to do that. I'm sorry, that was enough. Okay, I did it one more, two, one too many times. I need the rifle. So he wants the rifle. What? <laughs> what? <laughs> so he confronts Michonne about practicing and about keeping a gun and all of that sort of stuff. He's He goes, listen, I know you got it. And... Uh, and so I, I sorry, sorry I'm, I'm so bad i just i just want to keep doing it over and over again i'm like like no 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 just one more time he had me hold it okay that's enough okay so uh, i he, he confronted michonne about practicing and keeping a gun I'm not losing you. I'm not losing anybody anymore. So ne- he runs outside, and Negan, he gives Negan the gun, and Negan's really excited, really excited. Honey, this one never came inside. We kept it near the blind. Look at this. This is something to build a relationship on. Good for you, Rick. This is reading the room and getting the message. I said it before, I'm going to say it again. You, sir, are special. <laughs> you, sir, are special. And uh, fucking uh, Negan took half of, half the feminine hygiene, hygiene products. Danny DeVito is Negan. Now, that would have been dope. Waiting for Carl. I hope they don't disappoint me. How did Spencer know where Daryl's bike was? I think Rosita knew because... Maybe Daryl told her, or they just knew the situation. Or, no, they were there with Daryl in that situation, so they they knew, or Rosita was, so she she knew where they had gotten to that little exchange. So, so spent. So what do you call it? So Dwight knew that she knew. I could be making that up. It's been a while since I saw that other stuff. It's it's in my mind. <laughs> Someone said he let me hold it. You let me hold it. <laughs> Sorry. He, yeah. he let me hold it. No, no. Nick stole Rick's erection dysfunctional medication. Or yeah, oh, it. Walter White said, "Yeah, he let me hold it." Negan see Rick's Rick as an asset. Yeah, he does. He sees him as a long term long term gain. That's why he's sort of fucking with him a little bit. So, 
So, okay, so Negan is whistling, and Rick gives him the guns, and he's really happy about it. And Rick asks him if he can have Daryl back, and Negan's like... Now that you know we can follow your rules. Yes. <laughs> that that was one of my favorite line reads that Jeffrey D. Morgan's done so far. But, so, so, the yes. I, I like that. That was good. I'd like to ask you if Daryl could stay. Not happening. You know what? I don't know. And David talked about this earlier. He calls he calls Daryl up and he goes, Daryl, do you make a case for yourself? And Daryl smartly says nothing in that situation. And Negan, I'm surprised Rick even tried this here. This is more of a second or third time situation. And and if he, he you're just not gonna not gonna get Daryl in this situation. You're you're asking too much, Rick, here. I, I did did you think Rick even thought Negan would you think he ne, think think Rick thought for even a second, David, that Negan was gonna give up Daryl there? Uh I think it was a long shot. I think he was just like once again, he thought the giving over the gun that he didn't have to was an opportunity to uh you know, possibly, you know, it was a crack door, but then Negan immediately closed it. Mm-hmm. And I, like I said, I think it would eventually be up for negotiation, but Negan, you know, is having too much fun breaking Daryl. I think the thing is, is that right as he completely, utterly breaks Daryl, that's when he'll give him back. Yeah. And then Daryl will have like a little bit of time where he doesn't even want to be back. You know, he's kind of like Reek, you know what I mean? In the sense that he's just, like you know, like when he's like, you know, I don't want to go, I don't want to leave. You know what I mean? Like Rake, Rake, my name's Rake. You know, like, right? And he'll come. I think Daryl's gonna have that moment. Yeah, or he'll come to a point where he's just completely, or where Negan wants to be, make him so assimilated that he'll just be like, I need to kill Rick Grimes, I need to kill Rick Grimes, and just turn into uh, a servant to the Negan Negan he sees him as the hardest one probably to break. So that's why Negan took him with him. And a couple of people have been speculating that maybe Daryl might get, excuse me, part of Carl's journey in the comic books and being the one that's inside the Negan storyline and that Negan's going to take special interest in Daryl. And it seems to be that case. So uh, Dwight turns to him and says, you can have your bike back. Just say the word. And Daryl says nothing, and they ride off. Negan says, listen, it's a great day. Everyone's a great day. No one died. And you know what I think? I think you and I, we've refined our understanding. Let me ask you something, Rick. You want me to go? And people in the live chat says, exactly, David, that last shot of Daryl in the back of the truck, so reek. And Tima says, awesome, reek impersonation, David. Corey Mitchell says, friends, okay, I wouldn't go so far. You simply babysit Judith after Tyrese. Oh, talking about Father Gabriel. I just kind of need you, but friends is stretching it. I think that'd be good. And just say those two magical words. Listening to talkers makes me thirsty. <laughs> Don't be ridiculous. Thank you. Which leads us to to our big line of the episode where he says to him, In case you haven't caught on, I just slid my dick down your throat and you thanked me for it. 
and they go off with Daryl looking at him, and uh, we see a sign that says, Mercy for the Lost, Vengeance for the Plunderers. So uh, I don't know if that's foreshadowing for events to come and and or whatever, or it's just some bullshit sign on the wall, but we did they did focus on a sign that said that for a little bit. So <laughs> I don't know what you're talking about. I didn't hear any hound. So then we go back into Rick closing the gates and having to face all the people at, who are just look so dejected. Rick gets into Spencer's face, and Rick just needs to... And I forgot to mention that when he finds the guns in that little in Spencer's house, you also find some booze, the crackers he's been stealing, all the sort of shit. Spencer's porns, uh, naked pictures of uh, Lori that Rick had from from before that he stole from Rick's keepsake jar. so mason jar that rick has so it's and but rick decides to go verbally bash him which is really fun to listen to saviors wanted ours all of them have a good night eli cannot wait to see it they were gonna kill olivia spencer why are you a dickhead you went into my house Spencer's got, yeah, you went in my house? They were, gonna, they were gonna kill Olivia, you dumbass. I'm not faulting you for having the guns. I did it myself, but the food and liquor, that's because you're small, Spencer. You're weak. You got lucky with the Okay, all being said, you got lucky with the wall, stay the fuck away from me. That being said, everything I'm saying, talking shit about Spencer, in the zombie apocalypse, I pop apocalypse. I think I'm more the Spencer than a Rick when it comes down to it. I'll probably be that guy that's hoarding pizza rolls and uh, and and trying to hide my last little bud of a sandwich from somebody so I don't have to share it. I'm probably that asshole, David. I think I'd be uh, Sam. I think I'd be just like waiting for cookies upstairs. <laughs> Until until I my record played, it's easy street. Oh no, it'd be a di- different song, Sa- Sam song. Yeah, you'd have your little I record player. Through the tunnels, I'd like to eat cookies and tiptoes. I'm dead. Look at the flowers, David. Look at the flowers, David. Flowers. Don't worry, he's safe underneath the dumpster, you guys. Stay away from Rosita. I get so turned on when Negan says stuff like that. Timo, I like Dwight just because he smokes. <laughs> so uh, then we get Spencer after Rick just kind of keeps verbally bashing him for a while. We get, uh, he starts yelling at Rick as he's walking away. You should have made a deal with him. We had a chance. You're an asshole. You did this and you did that. And Rick turns around and says, dude. If you say another fucking word, I'm going to fucking break your jaw, knock your teeth out. You understand? No, say you understand. Great Rick Grimes moment. Laugh my ass off. It was great to show. And it's so true. When you get emasculated like that or when you are a tough guy like someone like Rick Grimes and someone has lord over you like that, you can't help but take it out on the first person that crosses your path. And he had a fucking... Uh, fucking hair up his ass anyway about Spencer. And he just let Spencer have full Rick Grimes for a second. Don't make me go full Rick Grimes on you. You fucking will die. So then we go over to Rosita yelling at Spencer and he says, uh, this doesn't have to be our life. And he heads out with a gun, with a car to where I think 
I don't know where Spencer's heading off, but it just seemed, is he heading off to like join Negan? Is he going to be like, fuck this, fuck these people. I'm joining Negan's crew. And then Negan's going to like kill him and be like, I don't want you. You're a little bitch. I I think uh, that that's definitely a possibility. I think that Enid used to either be a wolf or used to be a savior uh, because she always just looks so shifty eyed and I, I don't like her. Uh, I don't know something with like Spencer and Enid, like something's off about both of them, yeah. but I know that Spencer is just looking for a way to kind of fuck with Rick because ever since like season six, he was like, listen, I was going to try to get a car. And Rick's like, you know, have you ever made a climb like that before? You need to ask me next time. And Spencer just goes, well, if I had asked, would you have even listened to me, Rick? It's like, shut the fuck up. Like, just shut like up. Like, you do not have the balls to back this up. Like, you were just talking out of your ass. Yeah, you're talking just uh-huh. to be a fucking dickhead because you were an entitled little fuck that thought you were going to take over the town when your mother retired because she she was grooming you for that. And then Rick shows up and your happy little life. Sorry that the zombie fucking apocalypse happened. Shit happens. Get the fuck over it. Move the fuck you're, on. This, this is a guy who came from a family whose idea of mourning their son in the apocalypse after he got blown up with shrapnel and then eaten alive by zombies. Uh, Have a good their night, idea of celebrating it was to play some house music uh, and sit around and just do this. <laughs> I hate how there's trumpets and there's drums at the same time, you know, like, and then like, like Reginald, like I remember Reg, Oh. was just sitting there and he took his glasses off and he did like really good acting but it didn't match the scene at all because the music's like yeah i'm gonna fucking kill you in your sleep and then rick red just like this turn it off he always loved that song killing you in your sleep spencer was just pulling the car around back to Sintovia. he was just too, he's too scared uh to go to the saviors yeah he's a little bitch he's, he just wants to complain he's not actually gonna do anything so we go to Rick, and this is sort of the end of our episode as we're getting to the end here. Rick's making a cot on the floor, and Michonne is watching. They uh, they took the mattresses, and they talk about the rifle, and uh, they joke about uh, – or not joke, but Rick kind of probes her. Did you take any more? Did you hide any more? And Michonne says no because knowing that Rick would rat her out if she did. So she says everything we got, we got from fighting. Rick says they got numbers. We need to play – play by the game there's there's nothing else we can do in this situation we're fucked we're up against it and michonne's like how can i live that way how can i how can i possibly deal with eating that much shit in my life how can i be a complete suck like just deal with the most horrible thing have to eat this much shit and rick decides to tell the story of stories and this one i'm actually going to play the whole thing so this is rick telling the story of his best friend He was my partner. He got Lori and Carl to safety right after it all started. I couldn't. I was in the hospital. I I didn't know what was happening. Lori was a whore. My friend. A whore is pregnant. His name was Shane. She was a whore, Tony. Just a whore. Atari Dad says, Deanna didn't have a third son. Spencer just used to be more Taro before the second half of last season. I mistook him for another character. I thought I was dead. Hogarth says, why not fake the paperwork? I know Judith isn't mine. I know it. 
Shane. I love her. She's my daughter. But she isn't mine. I had to accept that. I did. So I could keep her alive. Because she's my daughter. I'll die before she does, and I hope that's a long time from now so I can raise her and protect her and teach her how to survive. <laughs> I know why I'm laughing. It's just funny to me. Because this is what he tells himself. Now. Shane, come back, Shane. Too, so I can keep everyone else alive. It's not your fault when people die. Not always, but so. See, this is, people asked who we'd get back when Rick comes back. I think for whatever it's worth, Rick is in a weirdly odd good place. I think he's just calculating that this is the best option for his survival right now is to play by Negan's game. And he just means play by these games and wait for our opportunity. An opportunity might arise. Right now is not the opportunity to do anything. Right now the opportunity is to live some life, find a chance to fucking take it, take an opportunity like he did with Shane. If you think about that story to conclusion, he understood all of that, but he also killed Shane when he had an opportunity to, to make sure he did that. So that's who how Rick is. He ate shit from Shane for uh, however long that was, a season and a half or something, knowing that that wasn't his kid, and or however long it was. And then he killed him. So he'll find his opportunities. And, and yeah, I... I don't buy that these people wouldn't, the people that were also there with Negan, the people like Michonne, the people like Eugene, all the people, uh, uh, that uh, fucking, what's his name? Uh, uh, Aaron, all the people that were actually there seeing what happened. How can they, how can any of them not be on Rick's side? How Carl saw what happened, saw, like, like was in that situation too, is, I don't know, that, that's one of the things that pisses me off about these people. Is that, I don't buy that they'd be this against Rick. They they were part of it too. But uh So so let's finish off the episode. We're back at Michonne in her car in the middle of a grass field where we see the walker. She sits on top of the cars that she perches she breathes in she hears something she comes down heads down we hear a strange sound and the music kicks in as she heads down the road with a sword in her hand towards the smile we, she finds the mattresses and they're all burning and it's just a big fuck you and it shifts to soft music as it's picking up and we hear a knock on the door and it's rosita or picks up a bullet off the ground it's eugene and knocking on or it's rosita knocking on eugene's door he tried to say and and she goes, I want you to make me some bullets. And that is the end of our episode. Next week is going to be Hilltop and Maggie. It seems like Trevor from Grand Theft Auto is going to be in it. And a Sasha and Jesus episode. And that is our episode of The Walking uh, Dead, The Walking David. What did you think of this episode as a whole, David? Um, I thought it was good. I thought that, I think, like you said, the last 30 minutes of that episode kind of saved uh, the episode in many ways. Uh, the Rick stuff of this episode was fantastic. Um, the Michonne stuff of this episode was interesting. The Carl stuff was arguably not his best, um, just because I I don't know. It it was just kind of a weird scene altogether. Yeah. I didn't mind Jeffrey Dean Morgan's reaction to Carl, but I didn't like Carl's delivery as much. Although I'm excited to see where they take that uh, storyline with him and the eye and everything. Yeah, I don't mind and... them having Carl do that. And I kind of like that they had him do that. I just think I agree with you. I just don't think I think there was something off about the way he was playing that. 
Yeah, and I, I don't know if it's just because the actor was confused or it's because he knows something that we don't. You know what I mean? Like, it might make sense in hindsight. Some of these scenes don't make any sense, but then, like, the next episode, you're like, oh, I guess I get that a little bit more. Yeah. Um, upon second viewing, I, I see what why he was conflicted, and that's what made the acting performance weird. Um, because maybe it, it was bad because it was caught between wanting to be intimidating to Negan, but also kind of begrudgingly admiring him. Um but uh, like we said with the Negan stuff, I love Jeffrey Dean Morgan as Negan. So even after all the ragging on him, I still love him as a casting choice. I think he's great. And I think we're going to see even better scenes with him. I think they're just saving a lot of the juicy stuff for the second half of the first part of the season. You know what I mean? Like yeah. the last quarter. Uh, fuck, whatever. The last few episodes before the midseason finale is what I'm trying to say. So, and, uh, so, and, I, and yeah. I agree with you in the sense that he still has a lot of potential, and I think maybe they're he's achieving what he should be achieving. I should be hating him right now, and I should be annoyed by him. And he should be like, get off, get this guy off my screen, stop fucking with my friends, you know, stop fucking with my my Rick Grimes, bitch. So, uh, yes, and uh, uh, they they all let's jump in the live fucking chat before we call it an evening. They all agreed to kill the saviors. They were all arrogant. Not sure. Timo, you've been winning game after game. You heard of some boys from down the street and their lame-ass team. Would you be scared to play them? So many damn people don't like Carl Actor. Shake my head. Uh, nope. Put all the blame on someone if we lost either. Uh, oh, I'm sorry. I'm, I'm messing with a side conversation. I like Carl. I like Carl's hair. He says Tom himself. The guy who Carl, the guy who plays Carl cannot act as Ragnar. And uh, in the Carl's actor isn't horrible. It's just not believable for some reason. I agree. I think that's a better way of saying it, Timo. Yeah. So I think this is as good a time as any to uh, call it an evening so I can get into the other room and uh, try to watch some Westworld before bed and then podcast it about it tom tomorrow morning or, or podcast it live. I haven't decided yet. But, David, if people want to find more of you, where can they find you, David? Well, obviously, please, uh, if you haven't yet, go and check out my YouTube channel, The Walking David. Um, I, I do want to thank everybody who has subscribed from uh, Phil the Issues Guys audience. Uh, thank you guys so much because I recently passed 500 subscribers. I know, it dwarf, it's dwarfed by Phil's immense. Oh, shut up. 10, don't talk about my immense. Don't talk about my immense penis. I don't, I don't, I don't want to talk about that. Yeah, his 10 and a half inch penis. Thank and you, thank you. My, my half inch penis shut is, up. is much smaller. <laughs> but, it, hey, it's not, you know, how big it is, it's how you use it. And uh, also on Facebook, if if you look up The Walking David as a page, you can find it. If you type in, you know, facebook.com slash, it actually would be Rick Grimes Impressionist. Um, that would be the URL for it. David, uh, David, one thing, I, on Instagram. one thing I have to say to you first, though. In case you haven't caught on. I just slid my dick down your throat, and you thanked me for it. <laughs> thank you, David. No, and I huge thank you to you, David, for jumping in here in Joe's absence. Uh, anytime you're around on these alternate weeks that Joe's not around, love to have you on for the uh, for rest of the season when you can. So this will not be the last time you see David. You can't. David is off making movies, having fun. So he can't always be with us every every recap he's or we need him for. But he will be back before the end of the Walking Dead season more. And David and I very, very soon 
we'll be doing Back to the Future 2 and 3 podcasts. That, yes. that is happening. We're actually going to be doing that maybe over Thanksgiving break in that period of time or something like that when, we're, uh, when we have some free time and such. But that will be coming very soon, too. So, Timo says, congratulations, David, and the 500 subs. E. Martinez, love you, E. Martinez. Great to see you. KLC, great to be back. Do Chronic. All of you guys, thank you so much for joining us. And as I, as David said, please check out The Walking David. Huge thanks to David for joining us tonight. And if you haven't already and you're watching, please hit that like button. Please hit the subscribe button. Join us for more fun, more Walking Dead fun. I'll be back either later tonight or tomorrow afternoon to talk about some Westworld. Probably leaning more towards tomorrow afternoon at this point. And uh, and then back next week with Joe and Katie to talk about some Walking Dead. And we'll get some Joe rants in and see what Joe thought about that. Also got some more fun stuff coming up over the next couple of weeks. I just started a new job, so my schedule is a little bit wonky. Also, I wanted to mention that we have a Patreon podcast. We've done the first one so far for our supporters on Patreon. Uh, it was sort of a more of a personal babble podcast that I did, but it's I'm going to be doing a monthly podcast special for any of our patrons. So anybody that wants to join up, you can find all the links to that in the description box below. And I also want to mention for anyone that's been having any trouble getting notifications when we go live, YouTube made a change recently that subscribing to a channel isn't enough. Just subscribing isn't enough now. They fucking added a second fucking step. It's fucking ridiculous. So now if you want to make sure you get notifications when we go live or when we post a video or something like that, go to any one of our videos, either on mobile or on a desktop page. And if you go next to our name, you'll see a little bell. Make sure you click on that bell and then click the box that says you want to receive all updates from the channel. That will make sure you get an update from us every time we go live or not just us, any channel you want to do that or get notifications and emails that tell you guys uh, this channel uploaded a video or went live. That is what you, because uh, a couple people complained that they weren't getting notifications when we go live. So I complained the YouTube support and that's what they told me to tell people to do. So, uh, so please do that and check out the Patreon cast. Uh, everybody, thank you so much. Any other ways to help us or sign, sign up for shit. You can check out in the description box below, join the discord group, join the Google plus group. I mentioned subscribe to the walking David. Uh, if you see me on the street, please hug me. I definitely love hugs. Tari Dad, to my knowledge, YouTube has been like that for a long time. I got the notification tonight, says Centovia. Shit just got started in The Walking Dead. It's going to be the bomb. I got, I'm got. i so mad. I miss you guys almost every week from The Walking Dead. I got home so late to watch Westworld. Miss you guys. Love all of you guys. I'll be back after catching Westworld. Just so awesome. Oh, I cannot wait. David, thank you so much for joining me tonight. Appreciate it, buddy. Yeah, thanks for having me on, you guys, and uh, have a great night. Those who subscribe survive to The Walking David. Oh, yes, I like that. Here we go, everybody. Have a good fucking night. Talk to you next time. Wait, you might hear yourself for a second, David, while I shift something over. Good night, everybody. Talk to you next time. As Joe would say, peace. <laughs>